You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to uh, do another Ask Dr. Gray episode brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. What can I help you with? So um, I'm Anne, and I actually located in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And I'm interested in getting to med school. I'm in my last year of um, nutritional science, minor in kinesiology at UBC, University of British Columbia. So it's been a long journey. This is my seventh year for undergrad, and I am, I'm my status not great. And, but I think I have a really pr- a strong personal like statement in terms of my life experiences because I'm older than most of the candidate with my job experiences. So I'm just trying to see where I can go um, from now on to embrace my journey. Yeah. Is your goal to stay in Canada for med school or to come to the States for med school? I would love to go to the States for med school okay. um, just because there's more opportunities and okay. um, different healthcare system. That yep. would be very exciting for me to learn. <laughs> You're like, I want to go to the broken healthcare system. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we do have a lot more med schools. So there there's a, a plus side there. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, story. I love story, right? Your story matters is a big philosophy I have. You're more than your stats is a big motto that I have. But story can't make up for poor academic record if that academic record shows that you're not academically able to do well in medical school. Mm -hmm. So how bad are your stats? Are they... Canada bad, which is probably not that bad, or are they U.S. bad? <laughs> um, I think it's um, I don't really know how to convert. I went to your website and I don't. I'm having a hard time converting it to the um U.S. GPA system. Okay, I will have to say my average um of overall, including with my um college transfer, is sitting at seventy six percent. Okay. So, so I don't know. So set seventy six percent in our. If you were to do, do a straight translation, would be a C plus. Yeah, that's well. Like here is like a B minus or B. <laughs> so. Yeah. So so yeah no 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 it could be B minus yeah yeah B yeah. minus so yeah. B would be eighty percent no. My numbers are all messed I don't up. Even know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so 90, 90% would, we would consider an A. Okay. B would be 80%. C would be okay. 70%. And so 76%, we would go to a B minus. You would drop it down a little bit from that, yeah. from that B. Yeah. So uh, a B minus average, not med school material. No. Yet. Yes, Why yes. seven years of undergrad? Um, I actually moved to Canada alone when I was 17 okay. and then I learned English for a year and then I took business cause I thought that would be fun. <laughs> I work, I work and I realized business is like, it's fun. I would like to learn it, but it's not like what I'm passionate and like career driven about yeah. cause I just want to try it out. So I transferred to college Okay. and yeah, so the rest is 
history with science. It's like ups and downs in terms of life because because I'm here alone, so I do have to support myself financially. Yep. So that's the reason why I took longer. But along the way, I learned more coping mechanism. When I fail, I know like what I can do for the next step. So I am just in my journey to like embrace my love for science. I feel okay. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you make the switch from business and whatever else you were doing to okay? I want to be a doctor. I think that would be three years ago. I volunteered with various healthcare professions, dietitian. Um, physiotherapist, um, just immerse myself with different profession, and I see surround myself with um, a lot of like med school students that re- made me realize like, wow, like they're really supportive. I love their mindset, mm-hmm. and that kind of makes me wanted to do more in that exploring that area. Okay, okay. <laughs> Since you've been back to school. Mm-hmm. How have your grades been? I took a gap year in uh, 2020. B- before that, I was straight A for my third, like upper level for my nutritional science courses. It was 82. I was almost on honor roll. And then after that, I came back and I was working full time and being full full-time. So my GPA dropped to 71 okay. for that year. Okay. So you're on a downward trend. Yeah. Stupid work. <laughs> so the, the question is what's next, right? At, at yeah. the end of the day, the, the answer always is what's next and, and yeah. how are you going to show academic ability? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you're a Canadian citizen. I am now. Yes. So, I just got it two years ago. Yeah. So Canadian citizen equals not eligible for federal financial aid here in the States, if I know that correctly. Yes. Okay. That's true. <laughs> I so, think so. <laughs> yeah. So coming to the States for medical school, coming to the States to do any sort of post-back work is is much harder because of the financial situations, unless you won the lottery that we don't know about. Um, how think, thinking about next steps, how are you going to show academic ability moving forward, right? Your goal, if you want to go to medical school, whether in Canada or the States is to show medical schools that you are academically able to do well in medical school, Mm -hmm. period, end of story. Mm-hmm. That is the foundation first, right? I get a lot of flack from people who are like, oh, Dr. Ray says anyone can go to medical school. And I was like, yes, if they show they're academically able to. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. you, have to, uh, you, you have to have a 4.0. It means you can have a 2.5 as long as you have l- lots of credits recently that show, hey, like I'm, I'm close to a 4.0 student when I put my heart into it and I don't have okay. to work and I don't have to do this or that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what are you going to do? How are you going to show that you are academically able to do well in medical school? That's a very good question I've been thinking about. There's like different path I was thinking about to take. So um, I was thinking about, I'm actually like done all my credits from the semester, but I was thinking about taking an extra year 
um, to take more courses. Okay. Maybe like retaking some of it, depending on. I'm just kind of like not sure in that area yet. Okay. That's a thing that will, I would like to hear your input. Um, it's either that, or I would just apply to a master program and potentially in public health, because I know a lot of MD has P, um, MPH mm-hmm. for like, um, yeah. So I was yeah. thinking about either. So, so an MPH is useless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, for okay. the purposes of showing academic ability, because MPHs okay. are not hard sciences. Right. Your goal is to take science. all science all the time as much okay. as possible. Yeah. And get A's. Okay. Yeah. That's your goal. Okay. So that includes what retakes or just like upper level ideally less retakes and more kind of continuation upper division other kind of stuff that you haven't taken before cell biogenetics kind of kind of classes Mm -hmm. um an a in a retake looks not as good as an A in a new class. So okay. just keep that in mind as, as much as possible. The math mm-hmm. all works out the same, right? It's just more credits and, and a bigger denominator and, and hopefully lots of points on that uh, numerator as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's a really good insight. But in terms of, I heard from your channel, which I've been following, that's... Um, I really love the fact that you address with a lot of students um, in terms of their post-bac program Mm -hmm. or how they can boost up their GPA to get to where they want to be. Um, I just wonder, like, what is the difference between post-bac, which is after you graduate, or you continue prolong your um, graduation with that? There's, There's no difference, ultimately. There's no difference. Yeah. Okay. Ultimately, there's no difference. On the PDF of the printout, when you go and you make an application, you submit your application, and then you you print out the PDF, it will have high school freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, post-bac, graduate. It'll have a separate line item for post-bac work. But mm-hmm. the way that medical schools will see it is they'll see it potentially as post-bac work, but then they'll also see it as kind of Last 20 hours, last 40 hours, last 60 hours, regardless of graduate post-bac or undergraduate level work, medical schools can sort and filter however they want. So ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's the same. Your goal is to have 20, 30, 40 plus credits as close Mm -hmm. to a 4.0 as possible. Okay. That's the goal. Okay. And that's preferably in like full-time status? It doesn't have to be full-time. I mean, it it shouldn't be one class a semester, Mm -hmm. but it it should be rigorous enough. So eight to 12 credits. You don't have to do 20 credits a semester. That's that's a lot. I don't think I can do that with working (laughs) full-time or working at all. Yeah. And so the the question for you and, and for anyone else in a situation where you're working as well is do you have to work and take classes at the same time? Or can you work extra right now, take time off from school, work Mm -hmm. extra right now, 
move in or change your living situation so that you you are paying as little as possible in rent, get rid of your car, like eat ramen noodles, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. For a year or two so that you can then switch to full-time student mode and go, okay, I have enough of my savings. My my lifestyle is is decreased enough. I'm not worried about needing to work anymore. I can just focus on school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love that questions. I, nobody really tell me about all my advice or just kind of like, maybe you should think about every other, like other profession. Of course. Rather than, of course. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, I guess my follow-up question in terms of that is just obvious. I need to prove my academic capability, but then the next question was, I, um, admire one of the, I don't remember her name, but she's PhD MMD. Um, I'm just kind of like wondering, like, what's your take on, um, research, um, and then apply to, uh, med school after or in, just in to the States or. I'm not sure I understand your question. So um, I was thinking about, it's a science credit in Canada. We have that, it's called um, directive study. So you work along with a um, professor and then you get credits for it. Okay. Um, I don't know if states has that, but um, that, would I consider a research experience um, and then a science credit or would that just be an experience? I mean, if you're getting credit, you're getting credit, class credit, it it would probably be less impactful than like an actual course because you're you're not really taking tests and studying and all Mm. that fun stuff. You're just getting credit for showing up and working. Okay. Right. So that to me is seems like you're trying to take the easy way out if you're doing that. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking about that would be like a good research clinical research experience that can be also being like dual on my um applications but yeah if you want to i i i think research is very overrated when it comes to pre-meds thinking about activities i am much more fond of clinical experience you're entering a clinical world where you're Mm -hmm. taking care of patients and so you need to have clinical experiences where you're taking care of patients so you can prove to yourself that that's what you want that's what you like shadowing Uh, obviously as a canadian applicant research clinical experience and shadowing is very different than it is here in the states and so you you need to do whatever you can do to to kind of get get some in somewhere potentially okay yeah yeah, I love that, you know, like Canadian, because of the um, privacy, it's really hard to find a shuttling for yeah. a doctor. So I guess um, in terms of when I am, I guess when I'm going to take like two years to do this, I thought about it, probably then apply. Um, you, I know you mentioned clinical experiences, but other experiences will be helpful for me to the next step for what would what's your take on that i I don't i don't look at experiences as does it help my application does it hurt my application Mm -hmm. you should be doing what you want to do as a human being on this planet as a person with your own interests and and passions 
that that may be volunteering at the local playhouse. It could be volunteering at the local zoo. It could be volunteering at the lo- local soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. Whatever you feel passionate about, you should be doing. And you need clinical experience and shadowing for typically U.S. medical schools because that's just how we prove here in the states that you know what you're getting yourself into. And and I've I've kind of wrestled with this kind of thought for a long time because in Canada, shadowing and clinical experience is less of a thing than it is here in the States. And we got plenty of people going to medical school in Canada, but I I think it's just so different here because of our education system, because of our healthcare system, that you get into a lot, lot, lot more debt here in the States to go to medical school, to come out and practice in a field where there are lots of obstacles to practicing medicine, potentially in the way that you want to because of our private uh, health insurance here. And so we need to make sure that students are aware of all the different things that are going to make their lives really hard versus in Canada, you go to undergrad, you go to medical school, you still have debt, but it's not as burdensome and it's less of a financial stress on your whole life like it is here in the States. And so we just make sure like, are you really, 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 really sure this is what you want? Whereas in Canada and and many other parts of the world, right? You go straight into medical school. You don't even go to undergrad. And Mm -hmm. so the, again, the, the debt and, and practicing medicine is just very different. And so it's less of a concern and you can go through your journey in, in other parts of the country or other, other parts of the world, rather, and go, ah, you know what? I really don't want to be a doctor. And some parts of the, the world, it, it's hard to go back and get another degree because it's paid for by the government. And so they want to, they don't want to pay for you to go to school twice or whatever, but I don't know. I'm on a tangent. <laughs> no, I totally see that. Um, yes. I think that will be uh, hard to come by. Um, some of my friends did apply to the States and it's really hard for them to fill out the blank of clinical um, yeah. experiences. Yeah. So hard, but not impossible. I know plenty of Canadian students with lots of clinical experience and lots of shadowing. Yes, I will definitely look into that. I guess, yeah, you're right. Just like find a way to do so. Yeah, yeah. The best, the best way is networking. So potentially finding a job in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then networking your way into, hey, Dr. Smith, like you see me here every day working. Do you mind if I stay an extra hour or two and just hang out with you? Okay. Love that. Okay. Yeah. I think that's a very, very good kind of like a gist. So I'm glad that you answered my question that master is not helpful. Yeah. Master's in public health is not helpful. A master's degree in some sort of hard sciences, potentially. Oh, okay. 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 I love that. Um, so I guess going back to grades and stats, um, when I converting so i guess we just need to make sure that it's a which is like 80 percent within the canadian system because i actually don't know how to convert that into it's very very simple google you do amcas grade conversion and they have a a pdf a multi-page pdf that has lots of different grading scales and what it converts to here in the u.s 
Okay. And before that, do I need to like figure it out what school that I need to like attend to first in terms of my stats? Like, no, grade wise, grade wise doesn't matter for schools um, in in terms of converting and what that actually looks like. Uh, what you'll have to worry about is which schools are Canadian friendly. Oh, okay. I love that question. Okay. So some medical schools view Canadian applicants as international students. Mm -hmm. Some medical schools view Canadian applicants as out-of-state residents. Mm -hmm. So not international, but not in-state. They'll view you as out-of-state, which is better than international. And so it just takes some homework to find the Canadian-friendly schools. Unfortunately, we don't have that built into map yet. Yeah. That's okay. That's just, um, that makes it more fun for me to find the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love that. It's like a scavenger hunt. Literally is. I, <laughs> whatever suits me for the next um, four years of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's all my questions in terms of what I can do. Is there any resources that um, I know you mentioned a couple on your podcast, which I have been trying to seek um, and organize? Did you think that it would be helpful for me to like have a actual coach coaches going through this process with me? Having an advisor? Yeah. I'm biased. I have an advising company. So yeah. I have advisors who work with me and we advise lots of students. You're still several years away from potentially applying. And so what I would do for you, the the more cost effective, but still very um, uh, efficacious way to interact with one of our advisors is if you sign up for a mapped account, you can get uh chat advising with one of our advisors built in, right? It's it's just there. So you're not paying for a one-time Zoom session. You're you're in mapped and and logging all of your stuff in there and then you jump over to the advising tab and go, hey, I have a question. Okay. Sounds good. I think that will be really helpful. Yeah. You're correct. I'm kind of like far along because I want to make sure I'm committed to. Yep. It's really insightful with this meeting and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate your time. One of the other big obstacles on your journey will be the MCAT. Uh, once yes. you get your solid kind of core foundational science knowledge down, uh, then go get a free Blueprint MCAT account where you get a free half-length diagnostic, a free full-length exam, access to their flashcards and a study planner tool. So go uh, and check out blueprintmcat.com. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Good luck on your journey. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 